Is it the end of the world as we know it? Is the pinball hobby going to crumble in the midst of the global pandemic happening? Can a woman just sell a game on Pinside without being attacked for asking more than the MSRP of the game? Let's talk about that on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I do my head talk. So is it the end of the pinball world as we know it? Is this hobby going to collapse right in front of our eyes as we all together in separate places are going through this global pandemic at the same exact time? We'll talk a little bit about that, but then I want to get to the heart of this show, which is an interview with someone who's very unique and I think brings an underrepresented part of this pinball hobby to life. Her name is Julia. And I discovered Julia inside a Pinside thread, and you're going to hear all about what that thread was about, who she is, and how at first she got vehemently attacked by the Pinside mob for just trying to do something very simple that a lot of us do. And I don't think she did anything wrong. And I actually love the way the story ended because everyone thought she was lying about who she was and what she was doing. And now all these guys out there are going to be in for a surprise as they go through the internet now thinking everything is what it seems because as we know, it usually isn't. But this one was a pleasant surprise for most of you out there. Now look, before we air that interview with Julia, I want you guys all to do me a favor and do the right thing and be safe quarantine yourselves if you need to, stay inside unless you have to go out. I know there's a lot of people on Pinside and there's a lot of morons telling people that this is gonna be over in 10 days, that life is gonna go back to normal in just a few weeks. That's not going to happen. Everybody is dealing with this in separate ways and I just want all of you out there to do the right thing and make sure you don't get arrogantly stupid and go out there and become a carrier of this thing and then put people that you love in jeopardy. I mean that. I mean it. I've I seen those pictures of those idiots down in Florida on the beach during spring break. I think if anything, this whole pandemic has made everyone come together and realize that Gen Z is a bunch of freaking morons. That no matter what, no matter what you tell them, they're just going to do whatever they want. And then they want us to pay for their college and they want us to pay their rent and they want to ha everything handed to them. Absolutely moronic behavior. But I'm seeing adults do it too. And I'm seeing people on pin side do it too. I'm very fiscally conservative, socially liberal. But there comes a time when you have to turn off the Fox News people and realize that stop being stupid, stop listening to politicians, and listen to the medical experts. Now, what does this mean for pinball? Is pinball going to collapse? And I, I don't think you can walk away from hearing all of this news and not wondering, are these pinball companies screwed? Are they in trouble? What is going to happen? What's gonna happen to the pinball companies that are launching games right now? We saw Hot Wheels. You probably saw Jerry's Heist Game by P3 Multimorphic. By the way, I interviewed Jerry today. That interview is going to go up any day now. Very cool machine. I, I, that, that machine, I, I think, raised a lot of people's expectations of what can be in the P3 platform. So re really neat stuff going on with that game, I have to admit. But what does it mean? Can these companies survive? Stern today delayed the release of Heavy Metal 
that that didn't get revealed. So what does that mean for Ninja Turtles? It, it's quite obvious that getting parts from China is really, really difficult. Now, China is starting to send parts again. They're actually getting back to normal. But will all these pinball companies survive? And we're seeing so many games go up for sale over the last few days as people try to raise capital and get some cash flow going. Now, it's no mystery that some people in this hobby have a lot of money. Other people in this hobby have probably bought too many pinball machines and don't have enough money in savings. And if they lose their jobs, they could be in jeopardy of meeting their bills and, and paying for the essentials in life. And I think that's the word that keeps sticking in a lot of our heads is there's essentials and there's non-essentials. And at the very bottom of the essentials list is the number one non-essential thing, and that's pinball. It almost feels ridiculous to be thinking about or worrying about the state of the pinball industry and the state of the pinball hobby. These are toys that people have enjoyed for many, many years. Since 2008, once we climbed out of that recession, the economy has been phenomenal. People have had a lot of money, a lot of excess money. People have had good jobs and good fortune. And a lot of goodwill has come into people's lives. And we've been riding that wave now for a very long time. And when you ride that wave and you have that excess money, and you and it's more about, it's not even about the money. It's just about the mentality that I think the next year is going to be better than this year. And we've all sort of had that in the way we've planned our lives and our lifestyles that I'm gonna make more next year than I did this year, that my money's gonna grow again next year, that my job's gonna keep advancing, that my ability to put money aside and then buy the thing I want because it's, it's, it's well within my means and within my grasp. And I think what's happened over the last week, it's happened in my mind, probably in yours, is maybe that's not always going to be the case. Maybe we're not gonna be able to get the things we want because we have to get the things we really need. And it's a humongous, it's a humongous lifestyle shift for everybody to be hit by this and to start to reprioritize what's important. And so pinball is not important and pinball is not necessary. And these pinball companies that have all developed over the last few years, they were all anticipating that the market would keep growing, that pinball would keep expanding, that these buyers would keep buying. And now, now how can you, how can you open up your wallet right now and put your money into a pinball machine? If you're gonna buy anything, you would buy stocks. But I don't think we've reached the bottom of the stock market, although I am so sick of people acting like they're, they're stock market experts all of a sudden, right? Where were these people three weeks ago telling us all to sell because this was going to happen, right? Nowhere to be found. Now, everyone knows exactly what stock to pick. But pinball right now is in a state of limbo, and it's in a state of uncertainty. I do know that one thing is certain. It's not going to get back to normal anytime soon. And anyone who tells you anything else is not listening to the experts. Now, I will say this. In moments like these, what we need more than anything is community. We need a sense of belonging, and we need to treat each other with respect and help each other out. And I think you're going to see great, great things from humanity over this the, the next few months. Everyone is in this together. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor, you've got a great job, a bad job. If you're a member of Bare Naked Ladies or you're Canada, you're not going out. You're not gonna be able to enjoy life the way you want to. You're gonna be detached from people you love. 
it's going to affect everybody. And we're going to need each other now more than ever. And as a community and as a member of the community, I feel happy that all of us have each other and we're going to have things to talk about and things to discuss. There might not be as many new games to discuss. I don't think we're going to see as many releases as we thought we were, but they will come. These companies won't shut off. I, I, I do expect to see Guns N' Roses from Jersey Jack. I do expect to see Ninja Turtles. I don't know when. I don't know when Deep Root is going to finally show us what they're made of. I don't know, but they're going to eventually do it. Or if they don't, they're going to go under. There's, there's only those two options. These companies have to go about eventually releasing what they were planning to, or they're going to fold. Because the last companies that are going to get bailouts and any sympathy or empathy are companies that make such non-essential items like pinball machines. And you have to kind of admit it. If you really stop and think about it, do we really need five, six, seven, eight companies making pinball machines, most of which are making mediocre games, most of which have been riding high on, on this hype train approach to these toys? Nah, we really don't. We really don't. I mean, in my mind, the two companies that are best best suited right now to ride out this wave are, are Stern, because they've got cash in the bank, and Spooky Pinball, because they've got every game sold over the next 18 months. JJP, completely at the mercy of their big investor. I think he's got the money to see this through, but imagine how much money that guy lost if the market's going down the way it's going down. But I think JJP will be okay. Chicago Gaming Company, I never know what's going on with them ever. They're just like always delayed. And then P3 Multimorphic, Jerry's got a fun game, but he can't get it to people right now. TPF was a big show for him. And so that's where we're at. Deep Root, I mean, Deep Root, it's, it's kind of like, when are they even going to get on the launch pad? When are we going to see something? Now they're indefinitely delayed. And why is it always down to the wire with a company that's had years? Robert knows everyone wants to see it. But just give us at least something to chew on right now. Hot Wheels, a game for operators right now, operators are closing doors. Operators are, are having to adapt their business model. Some operators are renting out their machines to customers so they can stay in business. So how is a game designed for operators going to do right now? Who's ordering that game right now, right? Weird times for all of us. Weird times for all of us. But I'm going to be here doing this show hopefully entertaining you guys and giving you guys pinball content. So at least when you get tired of the wife or tired of the kids yelling at you and you just want to escape into your man cave and put on Canada's Pinball Podcast, you can and there will be new episodes. So without further ado, let's talk to Julia about what she experienced on Pinside. I think it's a really interesting story. I love her enthusiasm for the hobby. And I think more and more of us should understand that this hobby does have a diverse fan base and it does have a lot of different opinions and perspectives that we should, we should bring to light and think about more and more. Okay, so let's air that. And the next podcast, you're going to hear from Jerry over at P3 all about Heist and what went into making that game. I had a great talk with Jerry. And next Saturday night, get ready, people. We're one week away from the Twippies. All right. Let's let Julia take it away. Ooh, girl, need to kick off your shoes. Gotta take a deep breath. Time to focus on you. All the big fights, long nights that you've been through. I got a 
bottle of tequila I've been saving for you. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast a special guest who has listened to this podcast before. So Julia, I have one person out there who admits to listening to Canada's <laughs> Pinball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing? So you're coming from, are you in Vail right now? Yes. And are you surviving this global <laughs> pandemic? I'm as good as I can be. It's definitely a little disturbing. Are, are you guys quarantined right now? Are you self-quarantining? Yes. Okay. Yes. I might even have it. <laughs> it's crazy. So someone at my job has it. I was just talking to Jack Danger. Two of his friends have it. I think we're all just going to get it, which sucks, but yeah. we didn't do a good enough job keeping it out and now it's here to stay. That's right. So, so Julia, the reason why you're on, people might be wondering, who's talking to Canada? <laughs> so, Julia, you had a very interesting for sale thread on Pinside that I, I wanted to pick your brain about. You were selling a Rick and Morty Bloodsucker Edition. What were you listing it for? Was it 4300 Yes. Okay. Now, was that $4,300 over the total price of the game? Um, technically no, because it also included the deposit, which was $1,525. Okay. So my math is not too, is that 2,800 over then? Pretty much. Yeah. Like, okay. Now and some change <laughs> for, for, for listener of the show, how did you even get into pinball and get access to a Rick and Morty machine? <laughs> so totally through my boyfriend, like you were saying, um, I, Used to think your voice was annoying <laughs> because he listened to your podcast all the time. And I'm like, who is this guy speaking in the background every second of the day? And then once I started listening a little more because he got me more into playing pinball, actually, um, I realized you're a pretty smart guy <laughs> and your show is entertaining. You're not the first woman to think I'm annoying. I mean, there, there's a much longer list there. It's cool. I can be annoying, too. I just... Yeah, for the longest time, I just didn't understand it, really. And then I got more involved, and we ended up going to, like, the Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown. And long story short, I kicked his ass <laughs> by entering the um, amateur competition for fun. Great. <laughs> so now I'm into it. I like it. And I'm fine with him listening to you more than often. Thank you. Did you did you vote in the Twippies? <laughs> no, I just, I'm realizing what that is, finally. Oh. <laughs> Now, thanks to my thread. <laughs> if I lose by one vote, I'm going to be upset. Uh, so, all right. So he got you into pinball, and yes. does he have a collection in the house? So, what's your what's your at home pinball situation right now? Yeah, we've got a couple. Um, we had the Munsters, sold that a few months back, and then got Jurassic Park. We also have Deadpool, which was a recent buy, um, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, Jersey Jack. Yeah, that was actually my choice. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite in that lineup right now? Right now, truthfully, it is Deadpool. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. So so let's let's talk about Rick and Morty because you know that <laughs> when you're when you're gonna put up a game for sale <clears throat> at this stage in which they're building maybe ten a week and people are waiting mm -hmm. for them, why don't you want it? I guess that's the first question I have. So it's actually kind of an interesting story with that. So when it all got hyped up that that was the new release, um, truthfully, my boyfriend was like, what the hell is Rick and Morty? And I was like, did you never get stoned in college and watch all of Rick and Morty like every night with your roommates? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then he started binge watching and decided that he had to have the machine. And 
obviously, knowing it's a limited release, it became super sought after, especially by him. So really, we both, he was so worried he wasn't going to get a machine at that point because it was such a limited release. I said, okay, I will also try and buy one and you try and buy one and we'll figure it out. And within the minutes that it went for sale, you know, just hoping we'd get one, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you. We're like, is it going to be so popular that we're going to end up with nothing or one if we're lucky? What happens if we end up with two? You know, at the time, truthfully, we didn't really care. Um, We were just like, let's go for it and see what happens. So we both went for it and we're refreshing our pages like first thing in the morning when everything's available. And to be totally honest, there was a glitch in the spooky pinball website and we're not the only ones because there was an email sent out (laughs) that actually when you click to refresh the page because it got stuck we ended up with four machines wow we ended up with two each and within the day spooky sent out an email basically saying if you ended up with two in your cart please don't panic call us let us know and unless you want to keep the two we'll refund you so we gave the two back and at the time I truthfully was thinking, I'm like, could this be such a great game? Maybe we want to keep one for later on, like as a collector's edition, like new in the box. We didn't really know. We're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then honestly, with the way things have like turned around lately, it's kind of like, all right, I would sell this spot to make a little money right now because there's like 90% unemployment in Vail and... Yeah, I mean, many other reasons, just kind of like, right. all right, given the times, it's a little crazy. <laughs> right. So so this is the this, this machine number two. So you're going to keep one and sell one? Correct. Okay. All <clears throat> right. So, all right, so that, that helps, I think, clarify why you're putting one up. It wasn't just you only have one machine and it was bought just to flip. So there isn't an, an economic reason why you want to sort of test the market. Now, no. I think I found what, what was really interesting is when you posted on Pinside at first you have a little bit of a, a thumbnail headshot and people thought you were like catfishing the community. Did, did you notice that? Oh, I sure did. I was supposedly like a 300 pound man in my basement trying to sell this machine. And honestly, eventually during this call, I would love if you just could validate my existence by yeah. <laughs> switching on the video and, you know, giving the thumbs up that yes, I do exist. I am a female human being. Right. And I am what my picture shows. Right. Well, and, and that was it. So was was it a strategic decision? Let's have your boyfriend sell it or have you sell it. Was there any bit of a maybe you might soften the high price blow by being an attractive woman parachuting into Pinside, which if you've been to Pinside or been to a show, you are rarer than a collector's edition probably in this on that on that site. So like was there, was that a strategic well, decision? Um, in a way, yes, but not for the same reason you're saying. So truthfully, part of it, well, first of all, the one we're selling is the one that was charged to my credit card. You know, bottom line is he really wanted a machine. But yeah, truthfully, part of it is we were honestly worried about a little bit of kickback by posting it. And he's so much more into the pinball community than I am. And I rather take the hit, (laughs) to be honest. Right. So that was kind of the strategy was like, Honestly, like let him have the pinball community if they want to shit on me. I can take it. <laughs> right, right. <You're... laughs> it's fine. 
And what what's the uh, what's the latest on the game? Because I just went on Pinside and it was archived. Have you had any interest? Do you have anyone on yes. the line? Yeah. So I actually have a sale pending. It's verbally sold, but the funds are technically on hold via PayPal. So we're just kind of like waiting to make sure that in the next couple of days, like it says it will, that it goes full through fully. You don't have to disclose the price. Did you get around what you were looking for for it? I kind of met in the middle and that's kind of why I was so shocked I got such crap because I did put on there I'm totally willing to negotiate and I'm open to any offers and I really meant that when I said it. So I ended up um I ended up meeting at 2850. Okay. So yeah, the profit was about 1300. Which is not bad. And like I I've I've sold games I've flipped games before with with yeah. no with no intention of ever ever putting it in my apartment. I, I sold a Ghostbusters, a Batman LE. Uh, those are my favorite transactions when you can actually flip it, not even have to accept the game, and then the distributor just sends it right to the new buyer, which is probably what you're going to do, correct? Just transfer it over and completely, yeah. And to be totally honest, I really want to like shout out to Spooky because they're like an incredible company. And there's a woman who works there named Morgan who's just been like a peach to work with. <laughs> She's so easy. They're all super nice. And it's just been a really easy transaction, like just transferring it over and buying it in the first place. And then the refund on the second game, like they've been great. Right. What number games did you guys secure? I had two, six, seven. I think my boyfriend's is like 30 spots closer than mine. Okay. So like in the early 200s. And you, so you're looking at end of summer-ish for this game to come right now with all, I think they're around number 60 right now. They're doing about 10 a week. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I'm not, at this point, who knows? <laughs> right. I know I, my game's number 50. It's It's basically sitting there built and I can't even deliver it now because my building is on a lockdown of all deliveries. I heard that actually. <laughs> I, I don't know what we're going to do. People keep acting yeah. like it's three to four weeks, but all the experts keep saying three to four months before it's life is I usual. Know. And we really don't know. And like, you know, that's scary, at least in my position with my job and, or I should say my many jobs, <laughs> Right, <laughs> they're all pretty much on hold right now. So Right. Yeah, it's freaky for everyone. It's definitely a weird time. So you're not the only one. I went on Pinside today and I saw a lot of games pop up for sale over the last 48 hours. And, and Yeah. Julia, do you think there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to try and sell games right now? Just knowing that if you have to free up some cash, now's a good time to sell? Um, It's hard to say. I mean, it really is such a gamble. And to be totally honest with you, with my transaction, I was really surprised. Um, the guy was very eager to buy it. And then I'm not going to disclose who he is, but <laughs> via the pinball loop I had with Spooky in transferring over the position, he ended the conversation by telling the woman, hey, if anyone else is going to bail, I'd like to buy one or two more units. Ah, so... so <laughs> it looks. It sounds like he's speculating on the Rick and Morty market to try and, for sure, get in. And nothing against him. Like he paid, you know, what we agreed on, and he was super easy to work with. So no issues there. But I just I find that pretty interesting. And um, also, <laughs> his name 
was a little interesting also, which I could disclose later, but I don't feel comfortable doing that right. on the podcast. And and so you did PayPal. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I we'll keep them anonymous for now. Uh, yeah, Because yeah. no, nothing that we discuss on this show is ever anonymous. I, I And I have a, a, a tendency to out all the information that I get without, yeah, for sure. without caring. So I'll just keep that to myself for now. Uh, okay. And so when you did PayPal, did you guys do the, not the friends and family, it sounds like you did the PayPal that... You could actually, Correct. okay, which is smarter because yeah, I, I've done deals before with friends and family. You get burned because you have no protection. And I know you pay totally. a little bit of a fee, but there's a reason for that. You have some sort of security that if the deal doesn't work out. So Spooky was really cool with you transferring over. No issues there? No, not at all. They were just like lupus on the email. And basically once you confirm with us that you've received payment or this person's good to go, you know, we don't do anything until you let us know. And he was able to ask questions too to verify that I wasn't a scammer also. <laughs> right. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, it is, it was a real purchase and did exist. <laughs> right. And I exist. So here we are. <laughs> As I was watching the thread and I was watching you posted a link to Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like, I'm like, damn it. Now all these guys are going to fall for a million catfish scams after this because <laughs> they're going to be like, actually, it's real. Like all these Russian <laughs> women on, who want to friend me on Facebook are, are really those people. So. I, I, I think you might have, uh, you know, hurt these guys as they move through social media. Um, so what do you think about the overall sort of negative? Because I think you got something like over 40 downvotes and it was just like this oh, yeah. anger. Were yeah. you surprised by the vitriol that you got for just trying to sell something that is yours? For sure. Just because, I mean, my mentality was like, if you don't want it, that's fine. You don't have to say anything. Move along. What I didn't understand was there is all these other posts asking for, you know, a little less if it was a worse spot or a ridiculous amount of money. And then here I'm like, why is my thread <laughs> right. getting berated at this point? Like, how come no one else is dealing with this? So it was really interesting to me because I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm doing anything different than some of the other people are doing. I do understand the mentality of like being angry that I possibly took away the spot from someone else. It's just the fact of the matter was like, I got to the computer in time. I bought it in time. That wasn't the initial intention. Like we really were hoping, hey, let's at least get one. I mean, it was like Black Friday. Right. <laughs> so. I think Spooky is going to figure out a different system, right? And I think what Charlie, I, they, 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 have, they are not set up for this kind of demand on a game yet, right? With their system. And I think what happened is within four hours, all of them sold. But right when sales started, and everyone was coming through the door at once. It was hard. It, people, people's computers were freezing. People were. Oh yeah. People didn't realize you could call up. I mean, I'm still getting hate mail because I've number fifty, and everyone's like, "Wait a minute! Like, Canada's been bagging on this company. He hasn't <laughs> bought any spooky game ever, and he gets number 50? And my response to those people: That's what you get when you win best pinball podcast two years in a row you get to cut the line no but i think they realized that so many people were trying to get it and people thought it was unfair but ultimately if i was a business owner and this is where i think pin side people just need to wake up to the reality if i'm a business owner i just want i just want to get sales right i i, want, I don't care who buys it i don't care what they flip it for I just want to make sure I sell out of my product and, and get the games to the people who want them. And if people want right. more than one, it's still America, it's still fair, and they can do what they want. And I always say this, when you flip a game, as long as the seller and the buyer are happy, 
who cares what what the angry mob on the side thinks of the sale? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's helping Spooky. I mean, I'm happy for them. When I called to get my refund on that second game, you know, the lady's like, we broke records today. I mean, we sold out so fast and they were just so excited. And I just think that's really cool. And I bet it is so exciting for them to see their game sell for more than they yeah. even sold it. It, it shows that. <laughs> it's a compliment. Absolutely. It shows that there's more demand, uh, you know, versus other titles and games that come out where you give it a week or two weeks later and they're already going at a discount from distributors. So Julia, why I have you, I, I just want to pick your brain because we don't get that many female guests on the show. And I, I know that if you've been following the hobby, have you picked up on a lot of the conversation of how this hobby is is male dominated and, and how do you feel as a woman in pinball? Do you feel that at times? Do you, do you feel like people are insensitive to that or you just enjoy it and, and don't care? A little bit of both. I definitely enjoy it and don't care for the most part. It really was just this thread that kind of got to me. Otherwise, like going to the pinball show in Denver and just playing in general, I've met a lot of cool people who are like, yeah, we should play with my girlfriend. And I don't think it's, I haven't seen that it's like super male dominated until Pinside, to be honest. <laughs> but as a woman too, do you do you think Pinside is a very inviting environment? It or do you think no. it's <laughs> okay. no to put it bluntly not at all right. um i just i feel like these people are really just bored and hanging out behind the screen and feel like they don't think before a lot of the things they say they're telling me i don't say anything on there and i don't comment i never posted anything it's like so i'm not allowed to be a part of this unless i say something like <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> It's monitored very differently. To play devil's advocate, I think, you know, to go back to your post about the sale, you have a new poster with a, a <laughs> model-esque headshot of a woman who's selling a Rick and Morty for $4,300. Almost, I'm like, can you blame them that they were like a little <laughs> bit skeptical and, and, and coming at you with arrows? But I think you shell shock them. With, with the the links and what what we'll do is this when we put up this podcast we'll do this julia take a photo <laughs> of just holding up a piece of paper that says canada yeah in front of you <laughs> and i think that will be the ultimate proof that you're that real for sure all right awesome yeah. and that's how we'll validate it <laughs> but in terms of the toxicity of the community it it does feel like a boys club and does that bother you or do you it's like just that's just guys being guys i mean what's your your <clears throat> point of view on that um I don't know. It does bother me a little bit because there's a way, I don't know, to present yourself in certain things you should and could say and things you definitely shouldn't. And I think that there is that camaraderie of like the stereotype of guys playing more video games and arcade games and things and that it's not really a girl's hobby. Right. Or like we don't understand. Like there's definitely like T-shirts that say certain things that are definitely male oriented right. and you know, things about balls and all of that good stuff. So yeah, it's a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Have you, um, when you think about the games themselves, do you, do you wish there were different themes? What kinds of themes are you into? I mean, the themes are, are obviously they're going after the, the larger consumer base. I work in marketing and, and, and if, and in all fairness, Me if too. I sat in, are you, do you work in marketing as well? Yes. Awesome. Well, what kind of marketing do you do? Uh, mostly for like local stores around the Vale Valley. So I kind of partner with them and 
try and help them out. I do a lot of, well, like you said, model-esque photo. I do the modeling. I do the photos. I do, my major is journalism. So I do a lot of the writing. And I basically just try and help in any area the company needs it to promote their business. It sounds like public relations would be good for you too. That's, I've majored in comms and and now I'm pitching Oreo cookies all day long. So, but (laughs) Julia, when it comes to marketing though, as I was thinking about themes, if you're sitting down and you're a pinball company and you're picking themes, I mean, the majority of the audience who buy these games are most likely men, 40 to 60, not a very diverse background, (laughs) buyer base. Do you wish there was different types of themes that people explored for pinball machines that would open up to a broader audience? You know, that would be cool. But I do. I mean, I feel like there's such a variety out there as far as like, you know, I see things like Willy Wonka, Wizard of Oz being like family games. They're not super like manly. But yeah, it's interesting that there's like Playboy and, you know, girls with big boobs. Elvira. (laughs) And then there's like nothing really... Yeah, there's nothing, there's no magic mic pinball machine, not that I'd want one, but I do also understand that, you know, these are, these machines are expensive to make and they're expensive to buy and maybe there really isn't the market for that out there. Right. And like, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. I grew up with brothers. I can get down with all the comics and things and gore, but (laughs) yeah, I do think that that, that there isn't really too much out there for women. (laughs) Is there a is there a theme or a movie you would love to see get the pinball treatment? Oh gosh, um, that's tough because honestly, I think I was so excited about Rick and Morty because <laughs> yep. I really did just binge watch it all the time. That I don't know right now. That's just where my mind's at. So I'm excited that my boyfriend will at least have his and I can play that. That's one I really have to think about. <laughs> well, and I think what well, I think it's it just goes to show the the great selection Rick and Morty was right for spooky is they picked that theme and it, it is of broad appeal. And a lot of people, a lot of younger people too are very into that theme. But if you're older, I think a lot of the older dudes didn't hear of Rick and Morty, but then they watched it and realized why it's so popular. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened here. You know, I explained, I used to watch this all the time. You know, you pretty much had to be stoned out of your mind to super enjoy it. And then my boyfriend just started watching it during breakfast and was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, then he binge watched it. So yeah. that's how we ended up going for it, honestly. My wife, Brenda, we we love it. And I I had not seen it before. I mean, I ordered the game <laughs> and I was like, oh, I kind of ordered the game before even watching it. And it's it's weird when you watch a show knowing that you have a, an eight or $9,000 pinball machine coming because you're watching it hoping it clicks with you because you've already... <laughs> It bought yeah. the machine, and luckily it did. And then I can't wait to play it. And I've played it, and it's 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 definitely worth the wait. So, Julia, are you going to be a more active member on Pinside now, and and keep the mob off your back by being <laughs> a part of the community, or are you kind of like gonna step back a little bit? You know, I'll probably step back until there's something I feel intrigued with. Any creepy people like flooding your PM <laughs> and inboxes? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, I'm really. I'm really happy with that. I haven't really had that happen. It was just more so all out there for people to see. And like the guy who said something about the lavish vacations I go on and things. And I'm like, you know, nothing about me. Right. (laughs) I go on those vacations because I do model and they're paid trips to model clothing. And regardless, it's like, have you never gone on a vacation before? (laughs) Doubt it. (laughs) It Isn't, 
it's an interesting phenomenon of the modern world is is people will look at your photos online and, and just make a broad observation of, yeah. of your life. <laughs> yeah. And like, just because I post the positive things doesn't mean that, you know, my life's not a total shit show. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody. <laughs> to but, be honest. Well, because no one's honest on social media. They they just post it when when the meal looks right, when they're out looking good, when yeah. they, you know, they get that job promotion or that new car or they're on vacation. But no one's like, just another Tuesday and my wife's annoying me today <laughs> and like, this sucks. Like, hey, we, we present the best sides of our, our, our lives and everyone, you know, for, for likes and clicks and comments, it's, it's, I know there's no real, real window into people's lives on, on social no, media at all. it's not real connection at all. You know, it is real. Canada's Pinball Podcast. Yes. The number one pinball podcast in the world. <laughs> um, well, Julie, I want to thank you for taking the time. I'm actually about to to talk to Jerry at P3 Multimorphic. Did you see his new game today? His No. Oh, check it out. So he's got, it's called The Heist. And it's, what do you think? Did you see Hot Wheels? Yes. What do you think? <laughs> um, I do think it's cool. Like Hot Wheels is definitely a theme that I think is a good pinball machine as far as like the structure of what it already is, like loops and speed and things, but truthfully kind of lame. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not like being unfair when I and when I say the game isn't really all that. No, no. My boyfriend and I had this conversation too. I was just kind of like, what, what? Well, it's like it's, what kills me is like everyone says the same thing about it. it. It looks colorful, like like they were expecting a black and white version of Hot Wheels. Oh, okay. Well, the, but it's like weird. Like it looks colorful, and then it, everyone always says it looks fun to shoot. Like it's a pinball machine. That's like that's like it's like walking up to a car and being like, it looks like it drives. Like that's not enough to sell a game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like it's cool. The idea was already great for pinball. Like I said, because the loops and you know just the mechanics of things, but just the theme in general. It's like what six-year-old guys and to be like yeah hot wheels machines badass it's like not really <laughs> well and then the the theme integration is the show for kids like four to oh, eight God. yeah and that's kind of how i see it like my boyfriend's son would love it but would we spend money on it no probably not i mean well, definitely not <laughs> Well, right. And so that's just like, it's a weird theme. And and I work for Mattel and Hot, and I work on Hot Wheels for them too. And it's, it's one of those things where I get the popularity of the theme, but will it translate over into people who actually buy the machines? And that's a, you got to get that part of the marketing equation, right? Because if you guess wrong, and someone said this, like you can make a Justin Bieber pinball machine. You could, I mean, he sells millions of albums, (laughs) but does that equate to those millions of fans wanting a pinball version so we'll see and what because ultimately right in marketing sales don't lie so it doesn't matter what Canada right. thinks or what you think it's will the buyers line up to buy it and rick and morty sells out in four hours <laughs> they did something right and hot wheel sales are open i there's no way they've sold even 70 by now yeah that's interesting and so and it's the worst time ever to sell a game to operators because the whole country's <laughs> shutting down Right, exactly. I just really want to see the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I've heard big things about it. And so today we were supposed to see Heavy Metal from Stern, but they've hit pause on all reveals. And I don't know when we're going to see Turtles now because of of the coronavirus. I I think they're going to (laughs) wait. Well, because right now I bet Stern's struggling with parts from China. Nothing's coming over right now. I bet they're struggling with 
400 people working in the Stern factory. Is that safe? To, I mean, General Motors shut down. Stern Pinball still going? You know, it's like, I don't right, think so. Right. So I think there's going to be a delay uh, with manufacturing. And I, I don't know if we're going to see it, which is going to make podcasting about pinball really hard over the next few weeks because there's nothing. Now, are, are you going to watch the Twippies next Saturday night? I mean, I would love to. Yes. Okay. I, mean, I didn't even know when they were. So, yeah, I will right. plan on that for sure. So next Saturday <laughs> night, the 27th, we will. the Twippies is going on. It's going to be online so you can watch it from anywhere. And best pinball podcast, Julia, without your vote, <laughs> we're going to try and... Uh, Win a, win a third but thank you so much for coming on and i'd love to have you come back on when there's i'd love to get like a female's point of view on on new games and new reveals and just get what your thoughts are because i think you bring a different perspective than a lot of the people that i talk to on a, on a daily basis how's that sound be awesome i'd love to all right and we'll get that photo up people so if you're thinking julia <laughs> yeah. is catfishing you and she's really a 300 pound man who loves hot wheels you're gonna think again all right <laughs> Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon. Yes. Have a great day. Feeling good as hell. Baby, how you feeling?